Welcome to Clean Up on Aisle Fun, the podcast about reviewing grocery stores that nobody asked for. Well, here we are again, everybody. Hello. Uh, how are you doing? It is, this is a this is an eleventh hour recording of an episode. Uh, I will go ahead and tell you that right off the bat. It is currently about one thirty in the morning. Uh, on Thursday, which is when I planned to have the episode come out. Uh, but I, you know, I, I didn't have an episode last week. And, uh, I, you know, I, I visited a store in the intervening time and I had some thoughts that I wanted to get out. Uh, so, you know, the work, the work calls me. I want a stupid thing to say. Oh my gosh, this will be an interesting one, I think. Uh, so uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if, I, if you haven't heard from me since then, um, I went home back to Cleveland for Thanksgiving, which was lovely. It was great to see family and friends and to relax and repose uh, in four straight days of heavy, heavy, heavy eating and drinking. Um, I had a great time. I had a great time. I, I know I had teased that we would try to get some uh, some content recorded for perhaps a... Um, uh, some sort of a, an episode, but uh, unfortunately, we were caught up in too much of a, a tryptophan days to make that happen, so maybe over Christmas we will, um, but uh, it was it was good to good to see the family who who is the, uh, I believe at this point, the primary demographic for this show. Uh, <laughs> they consist, they comprise a, a, a large portion of the listenership, uh, and, and ever-growing um, for, uh, I was asked uh at at the at the dinner table to explain where to find my podcast to uh some other family members uh and also asked what a podcast is um which was difficult to answer uh in between dinner uh and dessert because i you know had consumed uh, so much food and was on like my fourth glass of wine and basically half asleep so i sort of short-circuited and blurted something out about stitcher um and then I literally fell asleep where I was sitting, uh, which I have photographic evidence to, to prove because my family took pictures of me and sent them to me while I was asleep and then tickled my face with a, uh, a little bit of garland from the centerpiece. And that's neither here nor there. Uh, welcome uh, uh, to Clean Up on Isle Fun, if I haven't said that. Uh, I'm Rod O'Toole, your host. Before I begin with today's story, I, also, I want to take a quick second to uh, talk about some of these companies that I am uh, not viciously enough hounding after for uh, sponsorship. And there's there's one in particular that I, I, I really want to sing the praises of because I've had some good experiences with their stuff over the last week. Uh, Kerrygold Irish Butter is just about the finest butter that I think you could find on the market, especially at the price point that it is. And I have several reasons why. One, uh, this stuff is made from grass-fed cows, grass-fed Irish cows, which, um, you know, if you, could, if you could imagine a cow being like more bovine than it already is, imagine an Irish cow. Uh, I think the, you know, the rolling green hills lend itself to um you know a cow really living its best life uh maybe it eats peat moss i don't know is that uh is that uh, is that stereotyping i don't know uh but anyway yeah grass so grass-fed grass-fed cows makes for good happy butter the way this stuff is packaged 
it comes in these little bricks that are so conducive for spreading on toast. I got into uh, a conversation with my dad when I was home about uh, about the difficulties of uh, spreading butter because what he'll do is he'll take a traditional stick and sort of shave off the top, which can create sort of like this big long dent in the uh, in the butter, and I get it. Um, I've done that myself at certain points, but Kerrygold, you don't need to do it because you can just slice a bit off the end and it's nice and wide and you just put that on the toast and you let it sit there for a minute and then you can spread it around with such ease. And and this isn't a butter that gets all rock hard uh, like so many of your lesser butters do uh, when you go to to cut off a little slice to to, uh, spread on your toast or maybe to throw into the frying pan so that you can get your eggs going. It's great stuff. Uh, I followed them on Instagram, and they have a curated Spotify playlist uh, with sets of songs to play corresponding to specific recipes that they have on the website. Uh, so they're not messing around. Um, and I think that is so uh, goddamn cool. And I, I, I plan on, you know, reaching out in some written form to the company, but I'm going to state it here that I... Uh, want to put it out into the world that I wouldn't be the first podcast that is sponsored by a butter company, at least as far as I know. Uh, Carrie Gold, I think, I think we could be a good match. Um, and even if, even if that's not the case, I'm still going to keep buying your butter. Uh, who else isn't sponsoring me currently? Uh, RX bars. I bought on the, um, uh, when I was, I was at LaGuardia airport. Let me set the scene for you. Heading home for Thanksgiving. Uh, I am at LaGuardia Airport, which is uh, a dump. And I am in uh, the illustrious Delta Terminal. Uh, and I had not, uh, I had like a light, I had breakfast. It was, it was getting to be lunchtime. It was going to be lunchtime when I was on the plane and I needed some food. And I, uh, not, not feeling like an egg salad sandwich or whatever garbage that they had there. I purchased, for like $6, I bought an RX bar and a banana which is way too much money, but I was willing to pay it so I could get a blueberry RX bar because it's a very, very tasty pack with nutrients. Great way to get protein uh, vitamins. Sure, why not? And uh, all kinds of uh, healthy calories if you need a little something to get you through the day. I just took a sip of mint tea. That's the sound you heard. Uh, Who else is not sponsoring me currently? Ample Hills Creamery. Um, I finished, I finished that ooey gooey butter cake, um, ice cream that I ate on, 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 uh, uh that recent Whole Foods episode. And it, uh, it, it continues to haunt me. I, I gotta get my hands on some more. Uh, I wish more stores carried it. The store that I went to today did not. That'll be a knock against it. They did have Talenti Gelato, though, at a very fair price. Uh, Talenti continues to be great. I, I haven't had Talenti in uh, far too long, though. Anyway, enough about these uh, you know, companies that won't let me be a corporate shill for them just yet. Today, I went to a uh, New York institution. I went to a Gristiti supermarket. Now, the particular location that I chose is on 8th Avenue in between 21st and 22nd Street, uh, and I know for a fact that there's at least two more Gristiti stores within like 
an eight block radius of that one because I'd, I'd been to them. And this one uh, I, I was less familiar with, but I so I, I decided to uh, go in there because I have I have a very set idea of Gristides that was largely upheld by this visit. Um, uh, and, you know, I did have a, so there was a bit of a bias, but my suspicions were confirmed throughout my visit. Grist- uh, this is, this is what I, this is what I realized in going to Gristides today. I feel like in New York, or at least in my experience, there, there are two rather broad categories that you could put stores into. There are destination slash experience stores. These are your Whole Foods, your Trader Joe's. You set your mind on going to one of them because you have a very specific idea of what that's going to be, the kinds of products you're going to be able to get. Um, you know, you might be thinking of a visit to the coffee bar or, you know, getting some speculous cookie butter or whatever. These are things that you might go out, you might go out of your way for it. Um and maybe maybe there isn't one close to you so you'll you'll take a you'll take a train ride or a cab or whatever it is uh or even even if you live at uh, in an area that has a whole foods or a trader joe's nearby um it might it still might not be the kind of place where you just pop in to grab something because of uh how long the lines are it's not it's you know you you might live a block away from a Whole Foods, but if you just need to grab like milk, you could be waiting in line for ten minutes. Um, so that it, it still might be like a destination store for you, even if you're close by. And then there are stores uh, like Gristides. I think I would put Key Food into this category as well. And I'm not sure. I haven't come up with a, a good term for it. It's not. I'm, I'm hesitant to say it's not like a. It's not convenient is the adjective that comes to mind and it's not a convenience store because that has a specific connotation i would say it is a store of convenience really the only reason you're going to a gristides is because there is one nearby where you live i can't imagine very many people really going out of their way to go to one of these places um because every everyone that i have been in is kind of shabby and crummy the uh the visual aesthetic uh i believe was it looks like all of them were renovated in like 1991 and then they just remained with some basic upkeep this one was no exception for a bit of background i i decided to check the gristides website to see like what they the the story of uh of their company is and uh, what is written out i will i will read to you and i have to say it is very representative of my experience with the stores in that this description sounds like um the kind of essay that like a middle schooler might write the night before it's due if you had to like do a quick book report on something there are grammatical errors throughout if i see any i'll try to point them out but this is what Christides has to say. <clears throat> in 1888, two teenage boys opened a little grocery store using all of their savings. This gas-lit, scrupulously neat and clean retail store was located at 42nd Street and 2nd Avenue in New York City. 
In those days, this location was considered far uptown, for the big shopping centers were downtown. Lord and Taylor was on Grand Street and Macy's on 14th Street. That sounded like I... That sounded like there was a period in between uh, the big shopping centers were downtown. End of a thought. Lord and Taylor was on Grand uh, Grand Street. It's not. It was just one sentence. Back to the description. The store of Diedrich, parentheses, Dick, and Charles Gristidi prospered, closed by the fine estates of the East River. The boys went without luxuries and sometimes without necessities. They were industrious and worked hard. People liked the idea that whatever they bought at Gristidi's was the best money could buy. Housewives arrived on foot or by carriage in bonnet and bustle. Each brought her own market basket and took her purchases home with her. Where else would she take them? <sighs> After several years, the Gristidi brothers had saved up enough to open another store, much larger than the first. In following years, more stores were added. Electricity supplemented gas lights, and old storefronts and fixtures had been replaced by modern equipment. At one time, Gristidi stores were located in Westchester, Long Island, and Connecticut. The supermarket chain pioneered in meat departments, believing correctly that the shopper found convenience in doing business with the butcher under the same roof as the grocery department. Fascinating. By 1938, there were 161 stores, including liquor stores, which were opened after the repeal of Prohibition in 1933. Great, little bit of a history lesson there. Vacations, unheard of in the retail food business in those days, have been given to employees since 1897. Now that's cool. That's good of them. Uh, but there, I, I really gave a, a, a hefty pause there after vacations, though there would be no comma in that sentence to indicate that I should have. Am I being an asshole right now? Like, who cares? I, I, no, this is, I, I, I'm going down this road. I will finish it. Uh, on May 22, 1938, the Brothers Gristidi organized a 50th golden anniversary dinner at the old Hotel Astor in New York for more than 600 employees. The employees presented Diedrich and Charles each with a gold tray on which was inscribed the well wishes of their employees. The brothers sold the company to the Southland Corporation in 1969, and in 1986, the stores were acquired by the Red Apple Group. Today, Gristidi's proudly operates over 30 stores throughout Manhattan, Westchester, and Brooklyn, including a store on Roosevelt Island. After more than 120 years, Gristidi's progress continues. Management and associates alike can well be proud of the history attached to the name of this New York quote-unquote landmark. Well, it does take up land, uh, and you can mark it on a map, I guess. Um, yeah, I, this it's like it's like yeah, that'll do as a description. But boy, oh boy, that like. You, you can you can do better than that. You can do better is really the going to be the, the phrase that is uh, sort of the refrain. So I walk I walk in through the sliding doors. Uh, right there in the vestibule to my right, there is a plastic pallet that is just empty. It's just sitting there. Uh, then I walk across the threshold. Uh, to my left is some a section with chips, cookies, and crackers, beers along the, that wall. Uh, in front of me is, um, I guess, what they would call a produce section. I hear immediately uh, just a, a, a rattling noise coming from the ceiling, and I'm not quite sure where. I thought it was perhaps the heating unit. Um, I, I, but it was. It just. It didn't sound pleasant. It sounded like it needed to be attended to. 
Now, right around the entrance, uh, they had a, a little display of, you know, some wrapping paper and a few uh, Christmas decorations. Now, I have railed on this podcast many a time about uh, Christmas decorations going out too early. Well, guess what, folks? Thanksgiving is over, so it is Christmas time. And you know what? Not enough Christmas decorations in this place. Some very simple garland. They were hardly even trying. Like one wrapped present, I was unimpressed, thoroughly unimpressed. Uh, so I go over into this chips section. They had um, some some holes on the shelf. The 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 pop uh, popped chips were uh, very poorly stocked. Um, they had something that I I've seen other stores do, but this is the first time I I took notice of it for this. And I'm not sure I like the practice. What they did is uh, they had additional signage that made it seem like the product was on sale. But really, it was just showing you what the price is and saying, isn't this a great deal? And it's like, don't make this big announcement. Don't try to get my attention if you're not going to be giving me a sale. Like, I can see the price. I'm not an idiot. I know what it costs. I can let me determine for myself whether or not I consider this to be a good deal. I don't need need you shoving it down my throat. Uh, So they had one of that for these these pop chips. Um, It was... uh, it stoked my ire. Next to the pop chips, they had uh, a brand that I had never seen before called uh, Piper's Crisp Co. Uh, as in company, and it caught my eye because it, you know, calls them crisps, which, uh, as far as I know, they are prone to do across the pond. So I picked it up to take a take a look. Uh, and this is Piper Crisp Co. Made by farmers. The particular flavor I was looking at was uh, Lie Cross Cheddar and Onion flavored potato chips. So they did include the Americanized version of uh, of the term. And uh, and I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if is if this is a good premise for a chip company. If it's just overkill, is the market too flooded? I don't know. But here's what they say. Uh, crisps as they should taste, uh, is like the heading of this little paragraph on the back. Uh, I feel like your average chip eater might not respond to a calling them crisps and the suggestion that we haven't been doing them right. I mean, if there's one thing Americans have nailed, there's one thing Americans have taken too far. It's potato chips. You see these Lay's flavor contests every year where they're like vote on the flavor and it'll be like uh you know it's like jalapeno honey or um you know <clears throat> like new, uh, like old shoe polish and it's like this is an area where i truly feel like science has gone too far as some of these ridiculous flavors that we're giving to potato chips like i, I don't know but anyway the suggestion that they could improve uh, or that they they have the secret. I don't know. I bristled, and I'm not even an avid chip eater. Anyway, they go on to say, at Piper's, we endeavor to make Britain's tastiest crisps. We hand-select the best locally grown potatoes, remove just enough skin, slice to the right thickness, and then batch cook them in sunflower oil. Still warm, we then season them with ingredients carefully se- selected from producers who are who care as passionately about the quality of their products as we do about ours. Our cheddar cheese is supplied by Lycross Farm, Situated at the foot of Mendip Hills near the village of Cheddar. The village of Cheddar. How about that? Do we think that's where Cheddar Cheese came from? Uh, Here traditional methods and skills are employed such as cheddaring, the practice of turning and stacking the curds until mature and full of flavor. 
Lycross Farm at Mendip Hills. They always have such uh, delightfully fanciful names for things over there. Uh, for all we know, Mendip Hills could be a real shithole. But you wouldn't know because because uh, it's so nicely named. Hmm. Anyway, so if you have an Anglophile who also wants to eat uh, garbage, uh, send, them, send them a case of uh, some Piper Crisp Company uh, 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 chips. So anyway, I, I as I moved through the chip aisle, I discovered that the the rattling that I was hearing was in fact coming from the beer cooler, um, which uh, I I think I have a little video of it. I'll I'll post it there. It, it sounded terrible. It's like uh, do do better. It's my first do better um, of this uh, of this trip. Uh, my next do better was in in the the shelving of the chips. There was, I was over by the Pringles, and part of the shelf was um, basically completely obscured by this structural beam that was going from floor to ceiling. Now, that's necessary for the roof to, you know, stay intact, but they had stocked stuff behind the beam, which I can understand if there's like a little bit of overflow of like a particular flavor of Pringle, but no, there was one flavored Pringles, extra hot chili, and the entire stock of extra hot chili Pringles was behind this post. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know they were back there unless I was like really looking for them, uh, which I think is stupid. Move them, move them somewhere else. Have the runoff from like the sour cream and onion go over there or something. I don't know. Uh, so, at the end of this chip aisle is is this beer case with a, a real take-it-or-leave-it beer selection. I mean, they had your basics and some basic crafts, but overall, I was pretty unimpressed. And the things, you know, uh, rattling like a like a, a pre-war radiator or something. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't enjoy buying beer from from that. Uh, so on the next aisle was like cookies and their selection was okay they just had your basics your you know your chips ahoy your uh, uh keebler your el fudge you know key keebler will pop up like in my instagram feed like they're like sponsored posts and they're real creepy like it'll just be uh like i believe i believe the the head honcho elf his name is elmer is that is that correct? Uh, am I getting that right? But he'll just be like staring at me with these glassy eyes and like give a little wave or something. Like, come check out the Keebler page. I, like, no, they're cute little cartoons on the television. I don't need them in my social media. Um, so the cookies were were okay. They were well stocked on on Tate's, which is uh, is a plus for me. If you're not familiar with Tate's uh, cookies, they're like like a premium sort of packaged cookie. Uh, they're very crisp and thin. They're 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 delicious. Uh, it's it's always a bonus when they uh, when they have those. Uh, at the end of the aisle, there was a small end cap with uh, this this beer that I've seen a few other places. It's uh, I believe it's a harpoon like Dunkin' Donuts stout, perhaps of some sort. I feel like I feel like harpoon sold out and Dunkin'. You can stay in your lane. You own that lane. I don't need you in my beer. I love, don't get me wrong, I love Dunkin' Donuts. I did not, that's a crossover I just did, I did not need. Uh, there was a paltry selection 
of crackers. I mean, you just had uh, like some random triscuits. It was, it, oh, it was beyond beyond the basics. There's jack shit. It was not. It was not good. Also, in this section, they had candy. They had a selection of um, sort of like the movie size candy that you you know you buy at the grocery store and then sneak into the theater. Uh, but none of the good stuff. It was just like variations of good and plenty and uh, like Mike and Ike's and the stuff that nobody likes. My personal movie candy uh, selection is always Bunch of Crunch. I eat that exclusively at the theater. Occasionally, I'll do a raisinette if I'm feeling frisky. Uh, so I had to I had to move on from this whole disappointment. So I, I wound up going around basically just the perimeter of the entire store before going into the individual aisle. So uh, as I move down past the candy, I, I hang a left and I'm in what well, I guess is supposed to be the deli-ish sort of section. They had a little case with like those oven roasted chickens that you can get. And they these chickens didn't look great. Like the coloration wasn't wasn't super fun. They looked like they were probably dry. Um, this combo area was supposed to be like something of a bakery, I guess. There was, you, there, you could get nothing from the case. Uh, they had like, I mean, I guess they had like a small plastic case with like some old croissants and like a baguette or something. But like if you wanted a cake, the only place I saw it was sort of stacked next to a another post, another structural post but it wasn't like in in a cooler or anything. Uh, they had like some fruitcakes uh, on a little display or whatever. It's some real, just real basic shit. It was just not, it was not good. Uh, they did have a cold case that contained um, a couple potato salads and uh, like some other random prepared food stuff that just looked it just looked awful. Uh, and uh, I also realized I couldn't hear any music playing over the PA system. It was just like dead in this area. It, it, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't having fun. I was not having fun trying to figure out what they were trying to do at this area of the store. Um, because next to, next to this, like this, next to the cooler case, like, with a like there's like a counter case with a person behind it and then next to that there's like a, a standing case that has get this some baked goods like they had a junior's brand cheesecake um in this case along with all of their hummus are you kidding me you can't find there was like a like a random pumpkin roll split that up i was you can't you cannot put a cheesecake and hummus next to each other and expect anybody to buy either. I, I was, I was, I was really flummoxed. Um, across from that on the end of the aisle was, uh, I guess like the healthy chips. They had like the blue corn tortilla chips, which are, I gotta say pretty damn good. I think some, I often like a blue corn chip better than, uh, like a, a straight up Tostitos Though the Tostitos with like a hint of lime, oh, oh, that's good. That's some good stuff. Uh, okay, so next to the uh, cheesecake and the hummus is uh, like 
uh, cheese. And the the color of this cheddar that they had just in these cubes was so disappointing. It was like it it didn't even I'd be I would have been happier if it was like nuclear orange. This was just like a dull dying cheddar. It was it was not it was not good. They had some Jarlsberg next to it that was similarly pale and just shitty looking. I was I I I'm I'm think at this point I'm thinking this place is gonna get us like a straight F. Uh, I I don't I don't see how they can redeem themselves and we'll we'll see if they do. But uh, okay, next to the healthy chips they had a little kosher section. Hanukkah's coming up. Um, but if you're preparing a Hanukkah meal, you can do much better than <laughs> this little selection they had of like gefilte fish and uh some borscht. Uh. They they lumped the kosher section in with like the Asian food, um, and they didn't have a very good selection as far as as far as Asian cuisine was considered. Uh, so again, move now continuing to move along the perimeter. So we move past like the exceedingly disappointing cheese into the exceedingly disappointing uh, meat and deli section. There's no meat counter. You cannot talk to a person and say, I'd like a pound of ground beef. There's just some prepackaged ground beef that looked okay. Um, same with like deli meats. They, they had your, you know, your basic boar's head nonsense and uh, some, some other, like some Hormel shit. It's like real Bush League uh, uh, deli meat stuff. Uh, but you know, no, no counter, no, no, uh, no person to talk to, which is um, disappointing. So we move past the deli into the meat. In between, yeah, this was sim- uh, They were similarly uh, in a similar arrangement with the seafood, where there's just a case of it. But in between the seafood and the ground beef is just this unceremonious gravy section. There's like like the like the cooling case ends and then there's like some shelving with gravy, chili, powdered chili mix, and like the powdered uh, mashed potatoes. Um and and then on to like the seafood. And I I it, it made very little sense to me. It seemed like such an odd place to put something. I guess maybe they just had some random shelf space and like throw the gravy over there. I'm like, okay, whatever. Next, they moved into um Dairy. Now, the dairy section actually did not suck. This is sort of where Gristides begins to uh, redeem itself a little bit as far as I'm concerned. A uh, good selection of, of milks of various qualities. You had your basics, you had your premiums, uh, plenty of different kinds of um, nut milk and uh, non-dairy milk products. I was impressed at the selection of non-dairy and dairy uh, eggnogs. Now, I don't like eggnog personally. I, I, it's the kind of thing that I try every year to see if like this is the year that I like it. Uh, I I am glad that it exists though. And they had they had almond breeze almond milk nog. They had two different kinds of Southern Comfort eggnog, uh, a traditional and a vanilla spice one. Uh, a, a pumpkin eggnog from uh, Hood Dairies. Uh, um, uh, lactate eggnog, uh, regular farmland eggnog. It was uh, it was impressive. Uh, 
they also had they they had um something I have not seen before. This company called Riffle, uh, it's Riffle, Ripple. Sorry, uh, like uh, like a ripple in um, uh, what's it called? Water when you throw a stone into it. Yeah, they have it's plant based half and half. You want a little cream in your coffee? You've you know you maybe you've maybe you've gone vegan, and uh, and you want to put a little cream in your coffee? You could put your cream in your coffee. You got your hey, plant based half and half. I don't know whether or not it's good, but I'm like hey, there's some smart thinking people at uh, Ripple. Um, and they also and then they had some very more various like festive almond milks and uh, some you know some cold brew. It was I gotta say, it's pretty good. Great selection of yogurt. Uh, it was, and this was, and this was well-stocked yogurt. Um, I took a picture of it. It's a, it's a great display that, you know, you got your basic Dannons, you got, uh, your Yo Plays, but also some, you know, your Greeks, your Nusa yogurts, uh, your Sigis, um, your Brown Cow, which is a delicious yogurt. So what's it, the we, that stuff that's like in the little jar with the, it looks very fancy. Fancy. I feel like there's a cutoff where like some you'll see some yogurt that's like nine dollars and you're like how is this worth nine dollars i can't what is the difference between like a a, a six dollar yogurt and a nine dollar yogurt i couldn't tell you anyway uh so dairy continued to wrap around you know eggs oh, this is all fine uh and then eventually eventually the dairy section ended and uh we were in what looked to be like there was like a disp- uh, like bread that stretched from the end of the dairy case to the front of the store. Now across from the bread, uh, I'm sorry, next to the bread, they had a very sad uh, arrangement of peanut butters and jellies. It was not a very wide selection, and they once again stocked stuff behind a big post. Just move it. Put it somewhere else. Or at least acknowledge it. Put a little sign that says, hey, sorry this is back there, but if you want your skippies, just, you know, just reach reach, reach back here. That might be a little creepy, though. Uh, so this takes, this takes us to the front of the store where there's this weird, weird little area where it's like uh, personal hygiene products. Like they had hardly any toothpaste, hardly any shampoo, uh, hardly any office supplies and like a little bit of baby food, but they also had like this box, this like floor fan that looked like it was from 1996. Like it was old as shit uh, next to, uh, I believe, like a fondue pot or no, I took a picture of it. What was it? Oh, like a crudite sort of appetizer server that was similarly sun faded. And this is just sort of, uh, how much was this fan? This fan is $40. Uh, it's just sort of unceremoniously placed above, uh, like the, the tampons. I don't, I don't know what they were doing with this section. They just, it it was a real hodgepodge sort of thing. Anyway, next to that, uh, so I'm going now, now we're, now we're going down the aisles. They had a pretty wide soda selection and that's brave. I have to say that's brave. Because uh, I, I feel like soda is pretty demonized right now. Uh, at least, you know, your liquid 
sugars, uh, people aren't people aren't too keen on them. If you like, if you drink soda, it's sort of like a shameful, quiet thing that you do on your. Well, I don't know. I don't do it. And if you drink soda, I don't want to make you feel like a monster or anything like that. But I mean, look, it it used to be just you know drinking Coke morning, noon, and night. Now it's we we know a little better. Uh, so there was the soda, and then there was um like your canned. Uh, beans and vegetables and rice. It was nothing to call home about. Now at this point, I, I, I could hear the music playing over the PA, and I could, I, I had for some time, and so I'm trying to check in because I, I love a good music selection in a grocery store. And what they were playing. Uh, was some sort of a very generic Christmas song that sounded like it might have been John Mayer, uh, or 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 like a real knockoff version of John Mayer. Like it it sort of had some Mayer esque guitars going on, and the guy kind of like singing in the way that he does. And I I, I it gave me pause because I'm like, did John Mayer record a Christmas album? And if so, why did he like choose to sound sort of different than he normally does? Uh, or maybe it was maybe it was just some company, you know, rounded up a bunch of people who sort of sounded like other musicians and made them record Christmas songs. I don't know. It took me out of it. Um, but this is what I clocked at that at that point. Um, uh, I was now in the the frozen food aisle, which was not terrible. Um, pretty decent selection of most things, but like one of them, all of the doors had like these lights in them so that you could see what was in the case. And one of them was was flickering like uh, like the vacancy sign of a motel in a horror film. And it just it really it reminded me of the the rattling of the the cooler in the in the where the beer was and just sort of the shoddy aesthetic of everything the stuff just shoved behind the the posts i'm like it just it's it feels very shoddy and kind of just crummy here uh and they weren't they weren't they weren't doing anything to help that so frozen food was fine um and then we get into frozen confections which we all know is the path right into my big heart uh, they, they came to play as far as your ice creams go. They had, uh, all manners of your various ice creams, everything from Edie's to, you know, Friendly's to Ben and Jerry's. They had an organic gelato from Greenway, that company that makes like various organic stuff. Um, they had Talenti, I teased before, sale price $5.99. That's that's pretty damn good for Talenti. That is um, that is an honest sale price, and uh, I, I wish I would have bought some. They really won me back with this section. They had stuff I've never even heard of. There's this uh, frozen Greek yogurt. Uh, the brand is called uh, Yasso. Never heard of it. Uh, there is some sorbets that I had never heard of. Um, uh, and this is this is just like the ice cream and ice cream adjacent things. They had frozen treats and confections. Everything from like ice cream sandwiches from Friendlies to Italian ices, um, major points were scored here. Uh, on the other, across from this, on the other side of the aisle was your paper products and top uh, Tupperware and foil pans. Now this is 
they had they had great selection of everything, by the way. Wide variety of paper towels. To use. You could pick any size, any brand if you wanted to do the stuff that's good for the environment. If you wanted just like, I want a big stupid roll of the thinnest little paper towels that are so abrasive to my skin and I need six of them to do the work of one. You could get that too. But this is where I started to notice a trend that I continue to pick up on throughout the rest of my journey in the store. Maybe it's this store in particular, but I think I've noticed this of other Gristides. They do well with uh, things that are not food. Like I said, they had uh, some foil pans on this aisle. Like, you know, if, you, if you're making, you know, baking muffins or if you have a casserole or I don't know, whatever, you need like it's just a disposable foil pan they had so many different kinds of like every single size for like anything you could possibly use a foil pan for i was very impressed um and ra- like just just random there's random little home good things that home goods that you would might need but wouldn't think of that you, that you could find there like on an end cap i saw they had like needles and thread which is very handy you should have that in your home um the next aisle over they had uh like dog food and stuff, but they had like a bunch of dog toys. Oftentimes grocery stores will have like, uh, you know, just your dog foods, cat foods. Um, but they had, you know, they had toys and like little uh, things to give to your dog or cat. You could care for them, like a leash. You need a spare leash. You get get one of Christides. Um, They had like brushes and loofahs, various things to use in the bath or shower. Uh, scented candles, shower curtains, uh, command strips. I mean, uh, Pyrex dishes and measuring cups, cookwares. It, I mean, it's. I'm trying to think how this would. It's a. It's a lot of things that if um if I was out shopping, I would see and think, oh, I need that, but it's not something that would have initially occurred to me that I should go and get it. You could probably get a toilet plunger there. I didn't see one, but I wouldn't be surprised. And that's the kind of thing that, like, you see one and you're like, oh, I don't have a toilet plunger. You get a toilet plunger. Great that they provide that. So props to you, Gristides, for for having a bunch of random shit that we all need but forgot about. Um, So after these home goods and products, which weren't all on that one aisle, everything I just said, they were sort of scattered throughout. But, you know, you had... There was an aisle with uh, coffee and teas and okay selection. Pretty standard as far as the selection of uh, granolas and cereals and whatnot. Um, next was the produce aisle, which I say aisle because it was just an aisle. And let's be honest, it should be a section. There was not a lot to choose from here. It's pretty much just the basics of produce like you know just some apples some bananas very basic greens not a lot of packaged greens like in the box or anything like that and none of it looked too bad but like it it wasn't it didn't look like great quality as far as produce goes like these apples were a little too shiny the broccoli looked a little too perfect like a little too it looked like it looked like fake food almost and there was a, a lot of space devoted to like pre-cut fruit uh, and like like vegetables for like a crudite. Maybe you go buy that random crudite plate and serve up some uh, some baby carrots and 
whatever at your you know your holiday party. Let's what's what let's break down what's usually in those those friggin' things. Uh, the baby carrots are a given. Usually there's like some weird dry broccoli that uh, I'll try to muscle through a little bit so that I can justify all the pigs in a blanket that I'm eating at whatever this hypothetical holiday party is. But we've all been to one like it. So sometimes there's like the little random bell pepper. Does anybody dip the bell pepper in? Whatever the dip is in the middle, usually some sort of a ranch. Sometimes it's like that weird sweet yogurty sort of dip. I, um, and I'm fine with a bell pepper, a little slice of bell pepper on its own as a snack, but it's not, it doesn't necessitate a dip. Uh, putting cauliflower in the, this little crudite mix, this is a bridge too far. Broccoli you can kind of get away with, but really barely. Like who, oh, I don't know. Why do they, I don't know why they do this. I didn't make these rules. I'm moving on from this. Okay, so after the produce, the, the paltry selection of produce, um, there is a uh, baking aisle with uh, various materials to make baked goods. On the other side of it was pasta, canned soup, pasta sauce. This is all just, this is all just okay. Uh, at this point, I had been up and down every aisle, made my observations, and I took note of the music playing again, and... I mentioned there was this weird knockoff John Mayer-esque Christmas song. Um, what was playing as I left was uh, Follow You Down by the Gin Blossoms, which is decidedly not a Christmas song. Uh, so I don't know what, what was going on. I can't say I com would complain about it, because uh, a fun song reminds me of my childhood, but what are you doing? Oh, and then this is... This is a great observation that I something that I noticed. Um, in the like one of these home product aisles, amongst like the laundry detergents, there was a bag of uh, three sixty five brand laundry pods. Uh, three sixty five, if you don't know, is exclusively a Whole Foods brand. So I don't know how the hell this wound up in here. Why somebody would have left it it uh, based on the signage it doesn't look like it was actually for sale but who's bringing this into Gracides and just leaving it there um it was a package of 50 50 pods as well i mean for god's sakes i but i thought it was absolutely hilarious that like something from a better store would just be in 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 their in amongst their selection <sighs> okay so to review i came in with my knives out for Gristides because um, it's just very dumpy and I don't think anybody goes there because they actually want to. They go there because they can. And there's nothing wrong with those. They go there because they can. No, they go there because it's convenient. I'm sorry. It is now a quarter after two in the morning. Um, It's purely a matter of convenience, but there's other stores that are very convenient as like the convenient neighborhoody stores that do a better job. Like I kind of took a shit on West Side Market um the in that episode that I did, but I feel like they are of a similar bracket of stores and they do they make more of an effort to like at least make it look nice. Mercedes doesn't really do that. Shit's broken in there um and it looks like there's a fine film on everything. It's it looks old as shit. Uh, 
you know, poor produce selection, other things like there's not like no, no meat counter, no deli counter. A lot of this stuff, the, the, really the only things I did well was like the dairy section and the, the random products for your house that you can get. So all that considered, I'm going to be giving them a C minus. Um, maybe they might even be like, they would just barely, they, and they just barely edged into a C minus because of the strength of the dairy and uh the um the, the the home goods so you know gracidis you'll get another crack at it if we go to another store but this one was a bit of a dump and uh yeah sorry so c minus for this gracidis on 8th avenue at, between 21st and 22nd uh thank you for listening please subscribe rate and review uh, if you're from Kerrygold Irish Butter, please re- reach out. I would love to talk to you about a sponsorship. I'll literally say whatever you want about your butter. I, I'll, I'll do any. I'll do it. I just want to be the first podcast that has a butter sponsorship. Okay. Uh, thanks, folks. Have a good one.